Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded, the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about the value in doing hard shit. Um, this, uh, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. It's, it's conversations uh, or, or driven by conversations uh, that I've had with athletes, uh, had with other coaches, people in the endurance sports industry. Uh, also been doing a lot of reading on, um, on focus and, uh, and committing to doing things that are hard um, outside of the endurance sports space or outside of training or, or racing. Just the intrinsic value of committing to doing um, real work uh, and hard work. Uh, one of my favorite authors, Brad Stahlberg, um, is uh, is where I got some of these ideas from, or certainly what uh, fueled some of this thinking. So I want to bring all this together um, and uh, and and kind of have it coalesce in a um, a conversation around three areas that I think um, epitomize why doing hard stuff is. Uh, is important and, and why it's valuable. And we've, you'll notice the theme, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these topics I've talked about on the show in the past, we did uh, uh, an episode, it was episode number 42 back in March that was um, uh, titled The Hidden Value of Workouts. It touched on some of these things about uh, building a toolbox um, around um uh, or building a, a toolbox through the execution of of what we as athletes know as training, um, and involved in that training is a combination of of, of periodized and structured workouts that help to uh, bolster our fitness. But also, there's a, a whole slew of other um, kind of hidden benefits uh, from these workouts. And uh, so, so if you haven't checked out that episode, that gives a little bit of background. But this is really an extension of that conversation because it's something that has continued to come up and it's something that I've seen manifest itself very uniquely uh, to the challenges that we have faced globally over the last year. So what, what we've seen with, uh, with the global pandemic, with um, race cancellations, lockdowns, um, changes to schedules, all of the things that we, we know um, have and continue to exist in so many of our lives, that has uh, forced us to think differently about, um, about how we compartmentalize our athleticism, uh, how we identify as athletes, uh, and then at a kind of prescriptive level, how we set goals and execute towards those goals. So what I've realized in uh, in the last year, what we have been forced to do is uh, because we didn't have the typical outlets to um, to identify a hard activity, uh, a goal that we knew was going to be really challenging, um, something like a race, typically for most athletes. Because that was removed, what it allowed us, and 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 honestly, what I think has been one of the greatest benefits of this entire experience through the lens of athleticism is that it's, it's freed up and given us the, um, 
the, the uh, space that we need to think very critically about the questions that matter as athletes. Why are we athletes? Uh, why do we make time for it? What does it matter? What are the uh, intrinsic motivators, external or outside of uh, outcome-based goals? So all these things, again, we've talked about on the podcast, and I, I've been very vocal about how uh, valuable and important I think this time has been uh, for for. Uh, for coaches, for athletes, for the conversations that have come about as a result of this time period. So I'll start by saying that I think that the space and the opportunity for reflection and self-care and to lean into and focus on some of these things or, or very uh, many of these things that we haven't traditionally given the space and time that they needed has been um, hugely impactful. For, for so many athletes, uh, my, myself included. Um, but what that has done also, and I, when we're just starting to realize this, and this is not across the board, but what we're starting to realize and see unfold is that um, that's also created an opportunity for us to get comfortable with being comfortable. So when we remove some of those really aggressive goals that we typically would have had on the calendar, um, we pulled back and focused on other things. We made space for other opportunities. We, um, and what that meant for so many athletes is that we, we didn't push quite as hard. We didn't do quite as much. Um, and again, I'm not advocating for, for more. That space was vital for so many people. And, and as an athlete and a coach, I learned so much uh, that, I, that I wouldn't trade. But now to my point, now that we're into, uh, into to this season, uh, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, what I'm seeing that I've been surprised by is a lot of athletes are struggling to, to kind of pick up that momentum or find it again. Or or feel excited about aggressive goals or racing or find that competitive edge. They're feeling a little rusty. They're feeling like they're not quite sure where to go and how to get some of that energy back that they were using in the past to really drive them towards something that was lofty. And that's where we want to find a balance, space, um, I don't think that every year needs to be um, more epic than the last. I don't think that that longer, harder, faster equals better. Um, but there is value in doing shit that's hard um, for us, whatever that is. And literally, that could be anything. That could be... Um, that could be walking every day. That could be a 5K. That could be the hardest races in the world. Um, whatever it is for you as an athlete, there is, I believe, intrinsic value um, when we set aggressive goals. And what I specifically or what I'd like to, to touch on is the value outside of, of fitness. And again, this is where there's some overlapping concepts from past episodes and conversations that I've had with other people because, um, but because fitness is is a byproduct. We're going. We know that that's 
our end goal. So, so I'm interested in understanding what are the other components because fitness is, is what we, that's the external validation or the external marker that we as athletes, um, use to, to understand if what we're doing is working. But let's assume that that's the case. And when you do a certain amount of training um, and you do it appropriately and it's individualized and periodized, those things are going to come together and you're going you're gonna to create fitness. So what else is going on um, and why is it important and valuable? Why can it be valuable to do, to do things that, hard, uh, that are hard? Um, and so this is where the conversation gets really interesting because, again, this is, I think this is a very unique situation. I'm not sure that I've recognized this or, or seen this undercurrent before in the general athletic population. And again, this is not all athletes. Plenty of athletes are chomping at the bit to get back after it and get out there and really push. But it's a little bit like, um, you know, the, uh, the adage, you know, a body at rest uh, wants to stay at rest. A body in motion wants to remain in motion. Well, We've been in maybe a little bit more rest than we have been typically as athletes uh, in the last year. And I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Le- it was a critical time for me and, and, and personally as an athlete uh, and, again, as a coach, which is always the two primary lenses through which I see the world. Um, I, I learned so much. But it was also the first season last, se- last summer – was the first season that I didn't have a goal since I was a high schooler that was really going to push me. Um, so, you know, whether that would have been uh, ultra distance running, um, uh, FKT attempts, um, big self supported uh, adventures in the mountains, um, bike races any and all of these, these activities that I have typically engaged in, I, uh, I took those off the schedule and that space was really freeing. Um, and I was able to focus energy, uh, in other areas of my athleticism. I was able to really hone in on some, uh, some mechanical issues that I've been having, um, some form components that I've been putting to the side, some previous injuries that have been nagging me, so again, I, I use myself to illustrate that that I wouldn't take that time back or I, I wouldn't use it differently. But I also didn't have the same level of fitness uh, coming into this year that I have typically had. I didn't have the same experiences. Um, I didn't do something really hard. Everything I did, um, I knew was manageable. I knew that I was going to have some degree of success. And when you subtract the components of, of what really committing to an aggressive goal means, it changes uh, how we feel about um, our goal setting. And so that's what I want to get into. And, and again, that's been a conversation. I've noticed this undercurrent where athletes maybe are on the fence about, you know, well, it's more, I'm, I'm pretty happy now. You know, I'm doing the things I like to do. I'm having fun. There's space. Uh, in my schedule, uh, I, I'm not maybe as fit as I was before, but um, but I'm I'm content, um, and that's okay. 
But if there is, if we're doing that because we're afraid to be uncomfortable or we're afraid that what's on the, uh, the other side of that big, hard uh, goal is failure, that's, that's what I want to get at. Um, so there's, so there's real three, really three things that I think we can kind of boil this down to. First one is that I think that there's value in having a real opportunity for failure. Um, I've talked a lot on the show, on this podcast about how I'm a believer in and how I think it's important to use and understand language that supports um, our end goals. Failure is a classic example of this because we don't like that word. Uh, We like to set ourselves up for success. We don't like to fail. We don't like to admit failure. We don't like to talk about it when it happens. And we often use different words to identify the fact that we were not, we didn't have the level of success that we wanted to or that was in line with our expectations. And I think we should get away from that. Failure is important. Uh, Without failure, there can't be success. No one has ever been successful without failing first. And oftentimes, a a ton of times, just you know, massive amounts of failure to, to get to uh, the success that they wanted. So failure is critical to drive success, but it's also critical to use the right words. And let's call it what it is, and it is failure. And I think if you really want to position yourself for the level of success that you say you want, or maybe more accurately to position yourself to to realize and reach your full potential you have to come in contact with failure now what do we do when that happens we need to call it what it is right didn't go as planned um maybe i didn't show up as prepared as i needed to maybe i didn't uh put into play the process and performance components of my goal setting that i needed to um, in order to show up and, and be successful. Um, so whether it was external or internal, so whether we had any control over that, that failure or it was all in our control and we just, we just, um, you know, straight up didn't, didn't do what we needed to do. Um, we need to call it what it is, but the reason that doing something hard is, valuable is because in by nature and by design the likelihood of failure is very very high and so it's so infrequent that we have opportunities for real failure um we like to operate in our comfort zones even as coaches we write workouts and work very very hard to set our athletes up for success at all opportunities um whether that's how we time their workouts frequency um, the cadence of their training schedule, the, the structured workout components. Um, all of this is designed to hopefully lead the athlete to, um, to some level and degree of success. But that is en route to 
something that has a high degree of uh, or high certainty um, of a failure. And that's where I think doing something hard is, is valuable because I think it's good to butt up against that. It's good to know that failure is an option. Uh, it's good to talk about it. It's good to lean into it, define it ahead of time. Um, talk about what it's going to look and feel like if and when failure presents itself, whether in route to that goal or during that goal. Um, that's, that's a really important part of our maturity as an athlete. Um, but also I think just our maturity as, as people knowing how to move through failure, not let it derail us, how to align our expectations with when there are multiple opportunities for, for failure. Um, and then using that to be better, using that to, to, uh, as a springboard to, towards our success, because we won't always fail, but we might have to fail a lot to, to reach success or to achieve success. So the first reason is because I think that real opportunity for failure is important. So, so if we're, if we're, uh, not setting aggressive goals, if we're not identifying stuff that's really hard, is it because we're afraid of failure? If so, I would encourage you to, to reposition how you're thinking about that and look at, look at it as an opportunity, um, not as a, an impediment. The next thing that I think is really important about, about hard goals, and, I, and I'm, I'm using hard as a catch-all, and that's a simple word, but you know, aggressive, um, lofty, um, big, you know, wh- whatever adjective we want to use, hard meaning to capture uh, is meant to capture the the sentiment of the goal in that we know that it's something that's out of our reach and the pursuit of that thing is going to challenge us and also the thing alone is going to challenge us and maybe even set us up for failure so secondly the reason that i think they're important is because the the work it takes to get to those goals, um, it really matters. We, while we work so hard to set ourselves up for success, we often undervalue our ability to execute towards really hard goals. We, we, we stay within a relative comfort zone for, for most of us, Um, and, and that might keep us from our full potential. Um, we set goals that we know might be a stretch, but we know if we put in a little bit of effort, if we just shift a little bit of our time, a little bit of our energy, um, we can get there with relative ease. Um, when we set our sights on things that could result in failure, the work that it takes to get there is, is, um, can be life-changing and, and it, and it requires a level of buy-in and a level of commitment and a level of, of maturity in our abilities as, as athletes and as people that cannot be substituted 
um, by any other um, by any other process. And and what it really comes down to is that you have to earn it. You can't write it in. You can't fake it. You can't fudge the results. You once you identify what it actually takes to arrive at your goal, and, and this is this would be an important caveat or um, almost you know subsection to this goal is that identifying it and identifying being very very honest about what it takes to get there, defining expectations around that. That's step number one. So we're going to also assume that the work has been done to understand what it looks and feels like or what it's going to look and feel like to get there. And when that's outlined, it should be scary. It should be daunting. Um, it should require a level of buy-in that, that really makes you take pause. Because that's, that's really probably how you know it's, it's, the opportu- it's big enough. Um, and so when you move through that process and you execute towards those goals or that goal, that work really matters. There's nothing like committing to a process, what oftentimes is a very long process, moving through the highs and lows, coping with f- the inevitable failure that's involved in that process, the setbacks, the challenges, the conversations, the self-realization, the mental, emotional growth, the physical growth, again, which is going to come in the form of fitness. There's nothing like seeing that through. And, and that is so often transformative for so many athletes. And the only way to get there is to earn it, is to do the work. There's just no... There's just no other way. Um, and that's so often not the case in, in so many situations. There is so, so frequently there is a shortcut or a, uh, a way that it can get done that gets close to the same results, but with half the work or, um, you know, we procrastinate. We can do it at the very end. Maybe it's not as high quality, but the work got done, you know, in life or in training or, or whatever, when we set aside or, or, or put out there, these, uh, these really hard goals, there's no way to do that. The only way to it is work. Uh, you have to earn it. And when you do that, it's, it's really, really pivotal for, um, for, for you as an athlete. Um, it's truthfully the thing that keeps me coming back to endurance sports time and time again. As I've changed as an athlete, I've changed disciplines. I've, I've, you know, my fitness level has varied wildly. My strengths have varied wildly. My limiters, I've been injured who knows how many times. All of these things have happened in my athletic career. And the thing that keeps me excited is realizing what's at the end of the work. Um, and, and seeing that through and, and being open to what that really means for me and what, what is there to be uncovered, um, and, and, and failure, uh, it's exciting to show up and know that it, 
from the start, it could go sideways. We don't get that opportunity very much. Um, by design. I mean, failure sucks, let's be honest. So we don't want to do it all the time, but it's but it's when we position it in the right way and we call it what it is, there's so much growth that can come from that. So second one, the work matters. And the third way that we I think can encapsulize this um the value of these these hard things is that it provides perspective and keeps us humble. So this is a little bit kind of a, a play on the second one. But what I mean by that is that humility is something that we um, we can struggle to, to find. You know, a- athleticism very often is built on a certain um, bravado. It's built on strength, endurance, speed, these are all words that are that are very um they hold a lot of weight and they make us feel very um powerful they make us feel strong they make us feel confident that's fantastic that's one of the the greatest byproducts of of dedication to movement or identifying as an athlete that there is but in that process we can't forget to be humble and 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 one of the best ways to do that is to tackle something where we're going to fail. So the truest form of humility is on the other side of failure and that's when again if and when we're open to the growth and the conversations that can come out of that that's when we can really start to understand the role that athleticism plays uh in our lives. So the humility piece is, it's important for our training because it helps us understand uh, our strengths and weaknesses, our limiters, where we need to operate um, and where we need to spend our time to really push our boundaries. But maybe more than that, or probably definitely more than that, there's value just as a human. Um, That humility is hard to compartmentalize and it can be hard to come across. And so I think when we can get doses of that, it helps put things in perspective and helps us understand um, the role of endurance sports in our lives. Um, It helps us understand the role that we play in others' lives. And the perspective that comes with the realization that, um, like I said earlier, there's no way to fake it. That work and commitment and consistency and honesty and humility, those are going to be the only paths that lead to the, an, an opportunity for success. Not a guarantee, but just the opportunity to show up and see what happens. Um, and that perspective is, when we're just moving about our lives, that's hard to, to get to. It's hard to arrive at a perspective that allows for kind of that level of self self realization and understanding about our place in the world. Um, and so there's tremendous value in providing ourselves an opportunity to gain that type of perspective and humility. And again, this is where, you know, I have talked about 
on the podcast, the intrinsic value of athleticism over and above fitness or a race or race results. And this is, this is really at the core of my belief in the value of being an athlete is that it, it bleeds into other areas of our lives. And, and this is a great example of that because this process, the commitment to these goals, the definition of failure versus success, um, all of these things are maybe this might be the only opportunity we have to arrive at these, these types of things, you know, in our daily lives, maybe we're, you know, cruising through our jobs. We're good at it. We got it. We're comfortable. We go to work, we come home, um, family, other response, you know, there's always challenges, but maybe we've found ourselves in a place that is relatively comfortable and we operate in this sphere that doesn't allow for um, for us to push our boundaries very much, if at all. And setting aggressive goals as athletes, doing hard shit, can really maybe be the thing that provides us that opportunity. And if it if it is a vessel that gives us the type of growth and perspective, and again humility. Um, that we otherwise wouldn't have um, wouldn't have arrived at, then the value of athleticism is far over and above fitness. Um, and so again, I I say all this because not that I think that doing hard stuff is the only way to be an athlete. Uh, it is certainly not. Um, being an athlete is about balance. It's about perspective. Um, it's about using our athleticism as a tool to inform um, the quality of work and the quality of person we are in other areas of our lives. But if we're finding ourselves because of the global climate that we're in, what we've all collectively gone through over the last year or more, um, if we're finding ourselves pulling back and shying away from from aggressive goals because we're afraid of failure or we're afraid to confront the uh, the perspective that that might bring or the conversations that might bring about or the real honest um, uh, conversation around what it actually takes to get there um, and the possibility that failure um, there's a real chance of that if if we if we're shying away from those goals because of any any or all of those things, that's where I think we might want to understand the value that they can bring and lean into that process. Because while it's not the only way to define our athleticism, there is tremendous potential um, within that process. And if it's something that you feel like you need or you want, or you've been shying away from, or you don't feel like you've had the opportunity to pursue, it's okay to do it and know that that success isn't necessarily what we're trying to get out of it that it, even if if you show up and and failure is what you're presented with it's still paramount in your um in your life as an athlete in your journey as an athlete again you know confronting the failure um putting in the work and, and 
what you're able to take away from that and earning that. And that in and of itself is worth celebrating because the only way to get there is, is to earn it. Um, and then again, the perspective and the humility um, that can come from that. And that really can bleed into any number of areas of our lives. So I encourage you to, if you're in that place, think about why maybe you're, um, you're not allowing yourself to a, a, a set aggressive goals. If now is not the right time for you, great, good awareness, totally fine. Make sure you're, you're conveying that to the people around you, your team, your family, your coach, your dietitian, wh- whomever it is. Um, if you're shying away because of any of the reasons I've outlined, maybe think about what that, the value that that aggressive, uh, setting some aggressive goals or an aggressive goal can bring to the table. If you're not in that position and you've had no problem setting aggressive goals, I'd encourage you to think about if you're getting these things, uh, from that goal. Are you just looking for fitness? Are you just looking for outcome-based results or goals? Or are you Making sure, and, and this is where it, it's important, is that if you, if you don't allow yourself the opportunity to uncover these things, you've, in my opinion, really diluted the experience. If, 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 the, if all that you've gotten from it is fitness, which is great, but if that's all you, you arrived at and, and then you accomplished your goal, say you were successful, you won the race or, or, you know, met your expectations and goals. If that's all you, you were able to get out of it. Um, I think that was really, that can be a really, um, uh, you, you didn't get the full advantage. Um, you didn't get the full result of the work that you put in. So if you're a person who is, um, not having these issues, um, you're all in, you're super motivated, you're ready to get after it, or you're getting after it right now. Awesome. But think about these questions and make sure you're extracting the most value from the work that you're putting in. Um, because that's gonna, that's gonna ensure that this experience or these experiences are as pivotal as they should be. Um, and that you're getting the most uh, out of them. So, Again, lots of, lots of concepts, lots of, um, lots of things we've touched on on the show before, some of which are more nuanced and new, and that's what I wanted to, to kind of break down today on the heels of some of these conversations and, uh, and reading and, um, and questions and comments we've gotten from the, from the podcast. Um, so I hope that's helpful. Um, this is an area that I am immensely passionate about. And I, I think, again, it's the thing that keeps me coming back to endurance sports year after year after year when I'm tired and beat up and hurt and broken. Um, this is the thing that keeps me uh, excited. It keeps me motivated because I'm, I'm always fascinated by what comes as a result of pursuing our full potential. Um, and and specifically what comes external to fitness, um, because that therein lies the value of being an athlete. Um, so thanks as always for tuning in. Um, you guys have been great at, uh, at leaving comments on Instagram. Please keep that up and let us know what you think about the show. Um, you guys have been great at 
sharing, rating, and reviewing. Please keep that up on your favorite platform, wherever you listen. Um, Take a second to rate, review, share this with your friends if you are uh, liking uh, what we're doing on the podcast. Um, As always, enduranceminded.com. You can drop us a comment there. Let us know what you think. We are, uh, I'm really interested to hear from you guys. So if you're listening and you have topics, you want to strike up a conversation, you're interested in what we're talking about, please reach out to us on any of our channels and, um, and let me know what's going through your mind, what you're thinking, how I can help. We'll turn it into a podcast episode or we'll, um, we'll, uh, cover it on Instagram or any other channel that we have. So again, enduranceminded.com for all of our episodes, Um, check us out everywhere you listen to your podcasts and as always thomasendurancecoaching.com for a comprehensive um, breakdown and insight into uh, into the world of uh, of coaching into endurance minded into uh, any and all the topics that we talk about and um, there is just tremendous amounts of resources on our website and i want everyone to use us um as as a tool to make yourself better more confident um and uh and i look forward to seeing you next time thanks as always